0: From Calvary Church of Santa Ana, this is the Calvary Life Podcast, the show where we share stories, laugh together, and have discussions about faith, life, and God with people from Calvary Church. Here's your host, Eric Wakeling.
1: Well, welcome to the Calvary Life Podcast. This is Eric Wakeling here, and just grateful that you're listening. This is a interesting time in the world right now, and I think that we have some great content to really be able to help you. Last week, we replayed a previous interview that we had with Annie Gannal, Dr. Gannal, um, who is uh, just an incredible expert on the whole topic of anxiety. And so today what we have for you is a little bit more of a time with uh, Dr. Gannal and our own Pastor Shannon Reese as they did a Facebook live stream uh, just this week and um, discussing through all sorts of different issues on anxiety, and this is a time where this whole topic of anxiety has really uh, become at the forefront of a lot of people's minds as we're nervous about things from health to finances uh, to everything, and so how do we take those to the Lord? How do we think well about these? How do we process and cope and deal um, with our stress, with our anxiety? So I think you'll enjoy this time Thanks for listening, and thanks for being part of the Calvary Life podcast.
0: Hi, welcome tonight. As we talk here on Facebook Live to Annie Ganahl, we're here in a new series on Monday nights that we're calling Words of Wisdom. And part of um, this season for us is really bringing in some experts who can give us some wise words so that we can act on what is true. So tonight, I have my friend here, Annie Ganahl, Dr. Andrea Ganahl, I should say. She's a (laughs) clinical psychologist who specializes in anxiety. And in this season, we all are experiencing a a level of anxiety, mm-hmm. some of us more than others. Yes. And so we just wanted to come tonight and, and talk a little bit like we were talking across the table from one another. We're friends who love to spend time together. And so this is going to be a fun time for us just to yeah. um, delve into this topic and invite you all to join us. If you have questions, you can post them in the comment section here on Facebook Live, and we'll try to answer some of those. But Annie, if I can call yes, you Annie. of course. Dr. Andrea Ganalk. Annie, tell us a little bit about how you got interested in anxiety for the first time. Okay.
2: Well, I have experienced anxiety much of my life. Um, I was a very anxious child and mm. uh, even anxious adult, anxious mother. Okay. Um, are Yeah, I feel like we're all anxious mothers. Mothers especially, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mothers of boys. Mothers of boys yes. and that's what I have. Um, and so about four years ago I just found that my anxiety was getting out of control that mm-hmm. I was really it was affecting my life in, in ways that I didn't want it to affect my life yeah. and so I started doing research okay. and I started um, just trying to understand techniques and exercises that I could do to reduce my anxiety and so in doing all this research I just started writing and um, and and then I started educating myself as much as possible and in in time ended up getting a specialized, I ended up specializing in anxiety. Um, Because it was so fascinating to me. And I found that these techniques that I studied and I implemented into my life really helped me. Um, Okay, we want to hear about those techniques, but not yet. Okay. First of all, for some of us
0: who have not ever thought that we were anxiety prone, Mm -hmm. what does anxiety feel like or what does it sound like in our own self? Okay. What does it look like for somebody
2: to, to have anxiety? Okay, so anxiety is when we're thinking about the what ifs. There's kind of two parts to anxiety. There's the cognitive part and then there's the physical part. And so the cognitive part is when we're always thinking kind of worst case scenario, the what ifs of, oh my gosh, what if this happens and what if this happens? It's thinking of the future. And it's thinking of the future in a way that's kind of catastrophic. Um, The physical part is that we get all these physical symptoms with anxiety. We get a rapid heart rate. We get shallow, quick breathing. Okay. We get, our our muscles get real tense. Um, We might get wobbly legs. And then there's a lot of other things, you know, as far as hormones that go off, cortisol and different things like that. Um, So it feels like everybody has probably experienced a certain level of anxiety
0: at some point in their
2: life. Yes, everyone experiences anxiety. Um, The average person without an anxiety disorder, just kind of the normal person that has some anxieties, will experience um, a little anxiety thoughts, cognitive Negative ang- anxious thoughts about 30 to 50 minutes a day The that's, anxi- that's a normal person that's a normal person. Okay, an anxious person is at least 300 minutes a day Wow, So it's a big difference. So just okay. know everyone experiences anxiety. Yeah, um, it's just at different levels and then uh, There's a wide range. You know, there's all the people that think about it occasionally and the people that are Debilitated by it.
0: Do you? Is there a certain age when you start feeling anxious, or is that something? Are children anxiety prone so, as well?
2: Yes, children definitely experience a lot of anxiety. Um, there definitely, there's different factors that why some people have more anxiety. My husband's not an anxious person. Okay, and so when we have something going on with our kids, for example, and I start feeling anxiety, he he really doesn't. He's very logical and um, can kind of talk himself out of anything that would be anxiety provoking. Whereas I am, I automatically jump to conclusions. I automatically catastrophize. So their personality traits have part of it. Okay. Genetics are part of it. Um, trauma is part of it. So it just depends. I mean, okay. some people are more vulnerable for it. Um, ages, you know, it's all ages. Um, I would say the, the adolescent is maybe the most common mm. in young adults, and I okay. think part of that, and that's increasing, and I think part of that is the social media okay. and kind of all that's going on with that. Um, And then we're kind of prone to want to watch a lot of news, which produces a significant amount of anxiety, especially right now.
0: So we're in this season right Right. now. And that's part of why we're doing this event is um, we're in this season right now where there's so much news. There's so much input. My son said, Mom, I keep getting news and all of it is bad. So we're hearing all of these things and nothing seems like it's good. And we're tending to find ourselves more anxious. Right. Right. So. What are some things that we need to know to help us get through this season um, better off at the end of it mm-hmm.
2: than we are right now? Okay, so I would say there's there's a lot of things first. I want to mention Don't watch so much news. We don't need that much news. Okay, the news is very negative And it's and unfortunately they do a lot of catastrophizing themselves yeah. um, And so we need to be informed but um, we, you know, just get your information that you need, which is, is really very little that we need, okay. instead of watching the news over and over and mm. over. And especially for children, we don't want our kids exposed to that because that produces anxiety. So number one right now is to avoid too much news. So just do you, you think, just as a side note,
0: do you think our kids can sense our own anxiety absolutely because i think okay my kids might not understand what's going on on the television when they were little but do they sense my
2: anxiety watching absolutely it? so one of the key factors in developing anxiety is learned oh interesting yes. okay so as an anxious mother i definitely taught my eldest child especially because i was more anxious during my first child okay. with my first child taught him anxiety and in in addition to some genetic stuff. So yes, our kids pick up on it, even if we think they don't, even though we're not talking about our anxiety, it's amazing how much kids pick up on our emotional, how we're doing emotionally. And so we really need to be as healthy as we can mentally, not just for our own selves, but for our kids, because the kids pick up on it.
0: Well, and I imagine too that, again, not to dwell on the whole news and media and all of that going on right now, but I can imagine that watching that sort of thing ongoing throughout the day creates this anxiety in us that also might make us snap and be quicker to be angry or yeah, frustrated absolutely. and not then
2: Treat the people in our homes with right. the love and care that we should be. Yeah, absolutely right? Absolutely, it just it, it can be very destructive. Yeah. And so I would say that is number one right now um, Another thing I think that's so important is that is to meditate on God's Word mm-hmm. and uh, I think that when we, you know, so much scripture talks about, Jesus actually talks about anxiety, fear and worry more than any other topic in the Bible. Wow! He talks, he says, do not fear 70 times. So it's a, he knew that we would suffer from this. Mm -hmm. He knew that it would be an issue and it's in no way a condemnation when he shares it. It's that he wants us to be at peace and the more we know him, the more we know his word, the more at peace we can be. And so to me, that's one of the really important things that we can do is study God's word and meditate on God's word. And, and I can give some scripture verses that have helped me um, that might help some of the people that are listening. Um, and everyone also has their favorite verses yeah. too. What are some of your go-tos? Some of my go-tos? Share, share two I'm or three of, of them right now. Okay. And, and then we'll, we'll yeah. keep going. So I would say, um, let's go. Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Mm. I can barely see this with my, let me put my glasses on. you have your glasses? I did, I brought them. <laughs> okay, give you hope and a future, then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. Mm. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. That encourages, that is encouraging for me. Mm-hmm. And so I know that when I seek God with all my heart, that he, that I will find him and that he will hear me. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Romans, or well, Romans 8 is my very favorite verse, which tells us that all things work together for good, for mm-hmm. those that love God and are called according to his purposes. We can be assured that no matter what happens with this coronavirus, no matter what happens in our lives, no matter what it is, okay. That God will work it out for good Hmm. because we are his children. And so, no matter how difficult things get, God is in control and God will work it out. God's at work. Even in the midst of this tragedy, Mm -hmm. he will take that tragedy and he will use it for good. It doesn't mean that he likes that people are suffering, but rather he will work it out for good. Good things will come out of it. And we can see that good things are coming out of this tragedy that people are serving other people and wonderful things are happening within our country and around the world. And so lots more people are on their knees. Yeah. And so there are some good things that are coming out of it. Um, and let me share one more. Sure. How about Isaiah 41:10? 10. Mm. Uh, so do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So good. I know. I love it's that so verse. Good.
0: So, so those pretty are some much, encouraging verses for me. What I've heard you say is turn off the spigot of information that is negative yes. and harmful. Yes. And turn on the spigot of truth that comes
2: from Absolutely. God's word. What else can we be doing to okay. help lessen our anxiety? So um, there's so many things I want to get as many as we can okay. in. Exercise is huge. Okay. Um, exercise is so important because if we didn't need another good excuse to go. I know. There's so many reasons. Exactly. There's so many reasons why exercise is good for us. But I want people to know exercise is really good for our mental health. Okay. It's really good for depression and anxiety. And research shows again and again that that exercise is almost as good, if not as good, for some people as medication. So it's good. It's so powerful. It, yeah. It gets the serotonin going, and it, it gets our mood elevated. And okay. And so. there's a lot to it and exercise is also important anxiety in particular because of the physical symptoms I mentioned okay right rapid heart rate when we exercise our heart rate should go up and we want our bodies to be comfortable with that we want our bodies to be comfortable with a raised heart rate okay if we're if we're anxious people when we get and our heart rate gets going because we're anxious it tends to make the anxiety worse and it's this snowball effect when we get our bodies used to having a higher Elevated heart and being comfortable with an elevated heart rate in exercise, it will help us when we're in an anxious state. Okay.
0: Does breathing so, have something to do with that too? Is that so part of? So it,
2: it is if you're doing the correct kind of breathing for anxiety. So that okay. would be another thing is deep breathing. Okay, tell us how to do it correctly. So, oh, that could take a whole half hour. <laughs> okay. Okay, so I, there's a thing called d- belly breathing and okay. we won't get into that because that's a little more confusing. And will take a little more time. Okay. Um, but I will say the most important parts of deep breathing uh, and you can look up belly breathing if you want or diaphragmatic breathing okay. um, but for now you it's have to take, know how to spell diaphragmatic in order to, to say look it. it up okay <laughs> <laughs> so you want to take a deep breath in through your nose hold it for a short time and then breathe out through your mouth slowly the most important thing with deep breathing and anxiety is when we're anxious we tend to breathe shallow and mm. quickly <laughs> like that mm-hmm. we want to take control of our breath okay so we want to take slow deep breaths in through our nose and out through our mouth we want to control our breathing and so when we do that we're telling our bodies you're not anxious mm. because if I were anxious I would be breathing very quickly and shallowly if shallowly is a word
0: I love the breathing technique because you can do that anywhere anywhere Driving in a car, you can do it, and you having can do it, a conversation. Yeah. you on can the do phone. it. You're six feet
2: apart from the person in front of you yeah. in the grocery <laughs> line or at Costco,
0: because that yes. can breed even some anxiety. Those things that are normal yes. for us to do are now creating right. increased anxiety. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. So that's another one: exercise, being out in nature, which you know you can put exercise in nature together. Yes. Um, meditating on God's word, deep breathing. Um, I would love to talk about the whole thought process. Yes, you know, please. So remember, I shared you got the physical part and you have the cognitive part. Yes. So cognitive, I look at it this way. We have got to captivate our thoughts. 2 okay. Corinthians 10, 5, captivate every thought to make it mm. obedient to Christ. So we want to captivate our anxious thoughts. We want to captivate all of our thoughts to make them obedient to Christ, right? We want to talk oh, angry thoughts, depressive thoughts, not just anxious, but we're going to focus on anxiety. But how do we do that? So That sounds like a really good question. phrase, but how do we do that? Okay, so if, um, if I am... I'm going to talk about anxiety. If I am feeling anxious, my heart is starting to race a little bit. My stomach is churning. Okay. I'm getting tense. Right. And we have to understand Mm -hmm. that our thoughts create our feelings. So our thoughts determine how we feel. If we're thinking a certain way, it's going to create anxiety. If we're thinking a certain way, it could create sadness. Okay. So we have to understand that our thoughts are very important. That's why God talks about our thought life Mm -hmm. so much in scripture as well. And renewing our mind. Yes. Mm -hmm. So we want to... I, I look at it this way. We want to captivate a thought. I, okay, I'm feeling anxiety because I have to go to Costco and I don't want to because that creates anxiety in me. Re- in real life, it does. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Don't go now. So, now is not the time to go no. to Costco. I haven't okay. been okay, for good. several weeks. and I avoided else. it completely. Okay. So. I would knowing that I'm gonna get anxious going to Costco. I will then do some relaxation techniques and do some deep breathing. Do you do
0: this before you get in the car or while you're driving? I might have to do
2: it days before. Okay. It's gonna be a bad day. (laughs) Okay. So I'm joking. It would be you know as I prepare for it on the way. Yes. Um, And then so I'm taking my deep breaths. I've done some relaxation. If we have time, we can talk about. Mm -hmm. And I'm what am I thinking? I'm thinking that there's gonna be so many people in there. I'm thinking that there's going to be people who stop right in front of me, and I'm going to have to go around them, and that just for some reason gets to me. I mean, okay, it's uh, tight. Those it's aisles tight can get tight, and when there's now a lot we of have the issue of there. there's someone mm-hmm. could be sick. Yes, so we have that extra issue. So I would say, oh my god, this is my thought. Oh my gosh, that person just coughed. I saw them cough, and now what if they're sick? what if what if what if what if what if Mm -hmm. if. okay so I capture that thought I literally say okay I just had an anxious thought and I kind in in my mind I'm grabbing it and I'm I'm capturing it and I'm looking at it I'm looking at that thought I have the thought that I'm worried about this person is near me and that person is coughing okay then what we want to do after we captivate it grab a hold of it is we want to evaluate it so captivate it first captivate it grabbing hold of it and then evaluate evaluate. okay so now we're evaluating how do There's we do three that? reasons why we have anxiety. Okay. The first reason is we're in real danger. Okay. Okay. We want to be anxious. That we makes want sense. that fight or flight to take mm-hmm. off and we want to run or fight whatever we have to do. The fight flight or freeze response. That saves our lives. Great thing. It's very rare in Orange County that we're in real danger. Okay. Okay. Second reason, we have a problem to solve. Now right now with what's going on, we do have some problems to solve. We should be washing our hands. Yeah. We should be social distancing. So those are problems that we can solve. But there's not a whole lot of problem solving that we can do beyond that, right? Right. So, you know, we can stay home and we can do those things, but then you've moved on. Now you've moved, you've done the problem solving, now you've moved on to the third reason, you have inaccurate, unhealthy thoughts. Okay. I call it distorted thinking. Okay. And there's several types of distorted thinking. You can go on my website to find all of those because we won't have time to talk about that. And before we leave, we'll make sure that you have her website so that you can go check it out. So we, evaluate, we grab it, we captivate it, we evaluate it. So we're looking at saying, is that an accurate thought? Okay. Now, there's a lot of times some truth to our anxiety, a very small piece of truth, right? This person could have a coronavirus. Yeah. But the reality is statistically speaking, probably not. And I'm still my distance and I've still done the things that I need to do. Mm-hmm. So now I'm jumping to conclusions. Okay. I'm catastrophizing. I'm thinking the worst case scenario. I'm doing the what if, what if, what if. So now I know this thought is not healthy for me. Okay. So now I've evaluated. I've determined, uh, looking around, I'm not in real danger. I've solved the problems that I can solve. I'm keeping my hands clean. I'm keeping my distance. Now I'm, I'm thinking, I'm jumping to conclusions and catastrophizing. Okay. So okay. now what do you do? Okay. So now we do the third thing, which is renovate our minds. Okay. So we captivate, evaluate, renovate. And what is renovate? It means renew our minds. Okay. We have some great scripture verses for that. Tell us. So let's see. Philippians 4. Okay. I'm going to read 6 through 9 because they're also. Oh, let me get my glasses. (laughs) Okay. Rejoice in the Lord. Nope. It's still a good thing. I can read 4 through even. Sure. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again: rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be Mm -hmm. anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Mm. Great stuff. Keeps going though. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable in if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice. Hmm. And the God of peace will be with you. This so is good. such an amazing scripture. It tells us so many things, right? It tells us that we need to rejoice, that we need to um, not be anxious, but in everything. So how do we become not anxious? prayer and petition with thanksgiving go before God and the peace of God will be with us. That's how we renew our minds. Now, we also want to, in Romans uh, 12, 2, it tells us, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And how we renew our minds is what we just read in Philippians, which is to think upon pure things. Think upon things that are healthy, that are good. Now that I don't want to over spiritualize that and say, "Oh, we only can think about spiritual things." I don't yeah. mean it by that. I don't mean that at all. What I mean is, for us to, when we're renewing our minds about our anxiety, we want to look at it and say, "This is not healthy thinking for me." How can I, how can I come up with an alternative thought, that that is representative of what's going on and that's accurate? Okay, and that would be for the Costco example. Would be, you know chances are I'm fine I'm doing what I need to do and I just need to get to the store get my things and and move on yeah and there's I could give you a lot of other examples as far as you know well, I mean, I can think even
0: in my own life, I have two boys who are men now, but still they come home at night and sometimes it's late mm-hmm. and I want to go to bed and I catastrophize sometimes. And I think they're not home. I thought they were going to be home by now. They must be in an accident mm-hmm. or dead on the side of the road. And I go to the, you know, what ifs, but right. I do, I have to kind of stop and go, okay, right. well, God, who are you? That, that's really extreme to think right. that way. He probably is just having fun with friends and just wasn't paying attention to the time. And instead of getting all worked up and anxious, maybe instead I should be telling God how great he is, thanking him for my son, and then even handing him back to the Lord. Okay, God, he's your child. He's mine, but he's yours. I love him. You love him. You're with him. I'm going to trust that he's going to come home safe and sound even after I go to sleep. Absolutely. And then that's the perfect example. So that's my. Yes.
2: And keeping in mind. That may happen once in a while. Yes. (laughs) It happens at our house too. That if, that, you know, I do the same thing. I automatically think the worst case scenario, oh my gosh, they're dead on the street. Mm -hmm. And I think, how many times have I thought that? And it's never happened. I mean, how many times do you worry about something that never happens most of the time? And how often have we said, oh, I'm so glad I worried about that? Never. Never. Mm -hmm. So, and then realizing that it is our thought patterns that make, create this anxiety because my husband would never think that. Hmm. He would say, Annie, he's a teenage boy. He's late because... It's what they do. is what they do. <laughs> so again, it just shows you that, that it is a thought process, mm-hmm. that we, we get to choose how we think. Thoughts pop into our heads that we don't like, that are anxiety provoking, but then we choose if we're gonna ponder that thought. Yeah. Or we're gonna come up with an alternative thought, which is, he's lost track of time. Mm-hmm.
0: And we'll talk about it in the morning. Right. (laughs) Okay. So just to review, when we have those anxious thoughts, we need to captivate them. We need to evaluate them. So captivate, evaluate, and then renovate. So renew our mind with the truth of what is. Right. Okay. I love that. Yeah. If you have any questions, we have a few more minutes and you can post some questions and we'll try to get to them. Um, one question that came up on our Facebook live is how can parents process through anxiety when in close quarters with their children with limited Mm. breaks, which I think we're all kind of experiencing right now. And what can that look like? So how can parents process through their anxiety when they're in close quarters with their children? Maybe they can't walk away from them, but
2: they need to be in, in present with them. Yes. Great question. I would say, um, we have to be real Mm -hmm. the reality is that this is a difficult situation and it's an unusual situation and that our kids are around us a lot more Um, (laughs) and so they're experiencing a lot of not just our anxiety but maybe our frustrations and a lot of other things yeah Um, I would say to seek out other people we need to stay connected now I realize we can't be together necessarily but you can zoom and you can FaceTime and We have to keep our community close in the sense of we need to talk to each other. We need to be there for each other. We need to communicate um, how we're dealing and how we're feeling. Um, I think that's so important because community is everything. We are better together. Yes. And so because this is kind of different and we can't be together, we can be together and we just have to change the way we're being together. And so I'm in a beautiful prayer group with these women I've been in for 16 years and we Zoom And we're still meeting, but you know, we can't physically touch each other, but we're still seeing each other's faces and we're still praying for each other and sharing our lives with each other. So that's so, I can't emphasize that enough how important it is to stay connected. Does it ever make sense to invite our children into that process of doing some of that deep breathing? Oh, I totally would. Or doing some yes. of that, just even thinking about scripture? Absolutely. Absolutely. I would uh, having my older son being more of an anxious child, um, I taught him progressive muscle relaxation and deep breathing when he was very young. Okay. And I remember walking by his room at night and I would hear him doing his deep breathing and mom come and do the muscle Aww. relaxation and he would put scripture verses up on the ceiling to help him and calm him so that. those things are huge for kids and though if we can teach our kids those things as when they're young yeah. hopefully it'll become second nature for them to do the deep breathing. when We, we all need to do that. And it's yeah. not just for anxiety. We can do that for depression. We can do that for anger.
0: And someday when we get out of this and they're actually right. grown up and on their own, they can practice right. the things that we've taught them.
2: And it's important to talk to our kids. I mean, it's okay to say, I know this is a really scary time. Mm-hmm. And to be real, but at the same time, to be controlled in, in your emotion with them. Because yeah. for kids to feel like you're out of control is really scary for them. Okay. And so to, to find that balance and then, you know, uh, take longer showers so that, you know, the doors are (laughs) locked and you can take some deep breaths and just kind of be on your own for a little bit is important. That's good. Another question came in. I've heard that if Christians have anxiety, it just means they don't have enough faith. Oh, I'm so glad that, thank you for asking that question. Yeah. Can can you speak to that? Yes, because I, I, I always want to be super sensitive to not over spiritualize what I teach because, um, the last thing God wants is to for us to feel condemned. And the last mm. thing I would want is for anyone to feel condemned. Yeah. That this is not about a lack of faith. The The reality of anxiety is that, and that's why I think Jesus spoke about it so much. He knew it's something that we would really battle with. Yeah. And so it, it's it's something I think as we grow in our faith, it can decrease. So I do think that there is something about, that's why we do need to be in God's Word and we need to ask the Spirit to really give us his peace, the peace that passes all understanding, um, and yet there's all these other exercises that we can do to physically help us. And so, um, there is, no, it's not about, as a matter of fact, JP Moreland, amazing, amazing theologian, wrote a great book on anxiety and, you know, you, he's this amazing spiritual man and he really suffered deeply. Hmm. And so, um, It's not a measure of our faith. No, it's not a measure of our faith.
0: Another question, how can a family recenter when anxiety has built up? Um, How do you get back to a better normal? Is there a way to kind of reset everybody at the same time?
2: Okay, Um, I would say the best thing to do would be conversations, okay? You know, we need to communicate with each other. um, And to, again, I think to have some of these techniques Um, that you do even as a family so progressive muscle relaxation give us give us just a really quick kind of overview of what that looks like what I would do especially with kids with Uh the whole family is to lay on the floor okay I'm not going to do that right now but we'll just imagine (laughs) okay so you would lay on the floor Uh you could actually do it in the chair as well and just get super comfortable and you start at your toes and you tighten your toes and your feet okay as you take a deep breath in oh that's and when a lot you're holding to do at the your breath, same time. Yes, you. Take a deep breath and then you hold that breath and you tighten your feet, and tighten your toes and then you just like three seconds and then you breathe out through your mouth and then you just keep adding all the muscles. Okay, so toes so and legs And then at you the add your time. legs, then okay. you add your stomach. Okay. And then you add your chest and your arms and, and then you go up and then you're finally until your whole, whole body, body is tight and tense. Yes. But you're holding your breath for three seconds. For so about three seconds and, and then, then you, then you let legs. go. And then you, the key is, is that you feel the tension in your body. Okay. Because when we're anxious, we tend to have muscles tense. Yeah. You notice the tension in your body, and then when you relax, you notice how good that feels. You notice what it feels like to be relaxed physically. Hmm. I'm going to do it's that tonight. It's very hard to be super anxious when you're physically relaxed. Okay. You will notice that the more anxious you are, you will notice how tense your muscles are. And then you'll you know, go and do something and then try to revisit and see. And chances are you've now tensed some more muscles up. Okay. So if you can practice the muscle relaxation on a regular basis, you'll start to automatically do that. You'll start okay. automatically. And you can do it like driving in traffic. Well, we don't have traffic right yeah. now, but and you, <laughs> you notice if you get all this tension right here, you just have to tense that up, notice how intense that feels, and then let it go, and then really be aware of how calm and relaxed you feel. And do this a couple times, and you'll notice you'll start to relax those muscles so so good so so good I have a really quick one okay it's called um, the tin man scarecrow okay so this is a great way to teach the kids okay so the tin man is when every single muscle in your body is tense so rather than going through the progressive muscle relaxation you just do all at once you become a, a tin man and you get super tense everything super tense and you hold it hold it hold it holding your breath and then you let go take a deep breath okay and then you become a scarecrow. And the scarecrow does it right, it has no bones. has no, floppy. It's just totally floppy, super comfortable. Yeah. And then you do the, you know. And the point is is that you become very aware of what it feels like to be totally relaxed. That is such a great exercise with children. Yeah. I Us. love it. Yeah.
0: And they love to be a 10-minute scarecrow. Yes, that's great. Do you have any tips on how to help um, if you're somebody who struggles with panic attacks? So if you're in the middle of some, some panic
2: attack, how do you even think clearly enough to respond Excellent in that question. moment? Panic attacks are tough okay. because once you're in it, it's very difficult to, because what we want to do when we're feeling anxious, we want to, we want to trigger the frontal lobe. What happens is the amygdala is very much as this little tiny almond-shaped piece in our brain, okay. and that is triggered when we're feeling anxious. The amygdala has to be triggered in order for us to feel the physical huh. symptoms of anxiety. All right. So we, and when the amygdala is, is triggered, guess what happens to the frontal lobe? This is our thinking brain.
0: It, it disconnects.
2: It, like, oh, it disconnects. <laughs> now, it, it Just some turns level. off. It doesn't completely turn off okay. necessarily, but it definitely diminishes its ability to work. And so the, the, okay. the amygdala and the prefrontal cortex kind of fight for attention in a sense. So you want to somehow get so this back. So you want to get your prefrontal cortex working again. And okay. that is through a math problem or that is through name the ten, some ten, name ten presidents who was in your third grade class. And you, I you need to think about something think about something okay and so you can and therefore when the frontal prefrontal cortex is triggered okay the amygdala calms down Okay. well when you're in a panic attack uh-huh. the 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 prefrontal cortex is gone
0: hmm. you know it, it is
2: so hard to get that reconnected and okay. so as far as panic attacks it's best to learn these techniques and use these techniques before getting there okay but be aware in panic attacks you'll be okay you're not gonna die from a panic attack. Okay, you're that's not. good to know. You're not, you will survive it. And as best as you, as soon as you possibly can, trigger that prefrontal cortex. As soon as possible, start taking your deep breaths. Because okay. in panic attacks, you're doing that very shallow, quick breathing. And actually the the brown paper bag is actually, can be super helpful. Okay. You know, it, it, some people think that's a myth, but actually yeah. it helps you get the... You're it, probably hearing your breath as the bag goes in and yes, out Yes, and too. you're getting some mm-hmm. more carbon dioxide, which okay. helps too. So the panic attacks is something you've got to work on prior. Okay. Um, And then hopefully if you have someone in your life that's with you, can help you ask you some questions to try to get you into your thinking brain. Okay.
0: That is so good. That is so helpful. One last question before um, I have you tell our friends where they can find you online. Okay. Last question is, do you have any YouTube videos or podcasts that you would recommend for children?
2: Oh, good question. Any
0: sorts of children resources that um, moms can use? Uh, when their kids are struggling with anxiety
2: I do not I just have the podcast from Calvary so I do not personally and I to be honest with you I don't know a lot of people that work with children anxiety okay so I don't know if, I mean, that's something I could find out, though. Okay. So if that person wants to um, connect with connect. us, you can send an email to
0: ask yeah. at calvarylife.org. And we'll try to get that resource. If there are some resources you can find, we yes. can try to get that think, back
2: to you. Yes, and I think there are some books out there with for anxious kids. I, I think the hardest part is finding the Christian books and anxiety together. Yeah. There's, there's not as much out there, but... Well,
0: I'm excited for people to continue to hear from you through your social media um, messaging as well as through your website. So can you tell our friends where they can sure. um, hear from you throughout the week from Absolutely. here on?
2: Okay. So Instagram is Anxiety Breakers with an S. Um, I post every day something uh, all about anxiety. Yeah. Um, hopefully it's uh, encouragement and some techniques. And then I'm on Facebook, and that's Dr. Andrea Ganal. I think you could put Anxiety Breaker as well. Okay, I don't think there's an S in that one. So Dr. Andrea Ganahl on Facebook, Anxiety Breakers on Instagram, and then my website is um, AndreaGanahl.com. That's G-A-N-A-H-L, AndreaGanahl.com, and it has a whole bunch of stuff. It has the deep, it has the belly breathing. Okay. If, if you look up all the blogs. Um, there's a ton of information on the website. So. Wonderful. And yeah.
0: we want you to know that you can go to calvarylife.org to um, see the resources that we have available for you, as well as calvarylife.org care to specifically look at some ways that we want to come alongside you and your family during this time. So you can take a look at that. Thank you so much for joining us, and I hope that next week um, you'll come back and hear us as we tackle another topic that will be relevant for this season in our life. But Andrea, thank you so much for being a part of this time. Thanks for having me. This was this fun. Time. I really enjoyed it. Absolutely. Thanks again for joining us on the Calvary Life Podcast. If you enjoyed our show this week, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. If you want to learn more about Calvary Church or share any of your thoughts, check us out on our website at calvarylife.org or find us on one of our social media accounts. We're on Instagram at calvary underscore church, Facebook at Calvary Church of Santa Ana, and Twitter at Calvary Life.